Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Pursuit of Awareness podcast. Today, we are talking about and gaining awareness of our conditioned ideas behind the struggle and how that led us to the hustle. This is a podcast where you come with an open mind to gain awareness of and maybe change your viewpoint or position on something that you've been conditioned to believe, something that society has set up for us. So thank you for being here. Thank you for going on this journey of awareness with me. We've talked about awareness of a lot of different things, and today we're talking about awareness of the struggle. This is not something I had planned to record. I had planned to record uh, something a little different today. However, a couple of weeks ago, I started getting some information, some downloads, and was channeling a lot of things about this specific topic and I've been writing a couple of pieces on it and getting those fleshed out to publish but I have as I've been writing I have been continuing to be given opportunities to discuss this same idea to present the same concept to talk about this and recently I've seen other people getting similar downloads and also being presented with the opportunity. And so that means that I need to get this message out to anyone that needs to hear it. And that's why I'm putting it out here in this podcast as well and across the platform. So we're here to gain awareness about this thing that I ha- I've channeled this message and I've sort of been working with and pondering on it, sitting under a tree and observing all the things around it for a couple of weeks now and probably even longer than that honestly you know these things don't just come into your awareness you've been noticing them for a lot longer on a deep cellular level and so this is this is one of those messages and the message is you've been conditioned to believe that life is a struggle to believe that surviving is hard and difficult by the people who have made it hard and difficult for you And so we really need to start looking at this without our rose-colored glasses, with our open eyes, our not-conditioned eyes, and a mind and heart that's open and ready to receive a new way of life. Because I'll tell you folks, the way that America and a lot of other countries are doing it, because a lot of other countries are continuing to get Americanized, still is not the way that we were meant to live as people. We are not meant to be cogs in this machine, as I've mentioned before. And so what has happened is we have been conditioned, brainwashed, programmed to believe that the harder you work and the more work that you do to support your family's needs, the more noble, honorable, and worthy that you are. We have been conditioned to believe that working ourselves to the bone and not having a second for rest or a minute to ourselves is what we need to do to be a good and successful human being. These are conditioned ideas, ideas that have been placed inside of our heads, largely by advertising propaganda, but a lot of other types of ways in media that these kinds of ideas come in and condition our minds. 
So I see this a lot. I see a lot of people who are proud that they work two or three jobs to support themselves. And I do understand being proud of the work ethic needed to support yourself. I'm not criticizing that. That's something to be proud of. But we have to start asking ourselves the question, why are we working so hard to do this? Why does it take three jobs to support a family of a normal size? Why does it take so much money to acquire the skills that the employers tell you that you have to need? These kinds of questions are the ones that we have to ask ourselves to help us gain awareness of the different ways that we are influenced and the different ways that this oppression is put upon us. I talk about oppression it's all the time because it, it really is part of this society. It's ingrained in our society and for a lot of us as a result has been ingrained in who we think we are. We over identify with these worldly, earthly, humanal things that really aren't exactly in line with who we are. We are much bigger than that. We are these energetic beings that are not meant to be constrained or oppressed by these worldly and earthly notions, ideas, concepts, and constructs. And one of those constructs, there's a lot of them, but one of those things is that we believe we have to work hard to get money. We believe that the struggle is real, and we believe that there's pride in struggling. There's pride in in overcoming adversity. I I think I have been thinking about this concept a lot. And I when I am thinking about a concept and I'm going to turn on record, one of the things I always do is think about the the first time that I remember or the time that maybe sticks out in my mind the most when it comes to this concept or idea. And I remember I used to be in home health care. I climbed the ranks. I didn't start at the top. And so when I was at the bottom and I was doing direct patient care, which is more important than the top's work, by the way, it's just the bottom of the pay scale, I should say, which, again, we probably should ask ourselves questions about that. So I was at in the direct, direct patient care um, side of things, and I had a patient who was in their early 20s, and they were paralyzed from the neck down. They were helpless. They laid in bed all day. All these things happened, and it was kind of like a freak accident that occurred that, not really an accident, it was, but it was something unexpected completely that caused this kind of disability in his body. And it happened early in life. Obviously, he was 24. It happened when he was in high school. So I was caring for this patient, and um, his medication regimen was so strict, and so, there were so many medications that there were so many side effects that there was, like, very strict rules about all kinds of things, uh, up to and including caring for the patient's skin. And so it was a very high demanding job a high demand job and you had to like get everything specifically right or there were a lot of risks involved and I'm great at that that's part of what I'm great at and so um this patient liked me and their family liked me and so I was sort of there most of the day and most of the time for a while until I was promoted and 
I remember, you might be thinking, what does this have to do with anything? I remember the most out of everything was hanging over his bed, right over his head, this plaque that had been awarded to him for overcoming adversity. And I remember thinking to myself, why do we glorify overcoming adversity? Why do we glorify getting through the struggle and doing whatever you have to do to survive instead of condemning the systems that created those necessary, those those feelings that make us feel like we have to do these things to survive? We have to, for a lot of people, they have to work more than 40 hour work weeks. I know that I did that. I was underpaid and underappreciated, and the work that I was doing wasn't really paid attention to by anyone who I thought mattered because I wasn't getting the recognition that I deserved. And so what we're conditioned to do then is we're conditioned to accept the bare minimum and consider that good. And as long as we are striving to exist and thrive with the bare minimum and the the thumbs on top of us, then we are doing well. They've conditioned us to believe this. This and and when I say they, I mean the people who have been trying to keep the power away from the people since the beginning of the Constitution. You know, these kinds of and you know, even before that, way before the Constitution, like it didn't start with America. I'm coming at this from American perspective because that's where I live. But the truth is, this this same thing has occurred over and over and over. We've been di- conditioned to believe that the struggle is good. Having the struggle is what it is that we need to do to prove our worth. We need to get through the struggle. We need to be proud that we got through this struggle. We need to be proud that we had to work 60 hours a week to put basic food on the table. We need to be proud that we have to work two jobs and proud that we have two jobs. But that's not it. That's not it. That's not the life that we are meant to have here on this planet. And with that comes a lot of consequences because that life is the life of the worker bee working for the man and the man often making the money that keeps the worker bees worker bees. That keeps them oppressed. That keeps them doing the cycle that they're doing, which is not gaining the wealth that they deserve, even though they're putting in more effort than people who are gaining the wealth. And I don't think that's how it works. That's not what we know about how energy works. When you put in the effort and the energy, you know you get equal in return. But not if you have these conditioned ideas that are telling you that you have to do this to be good. You have to do this to do that. This is the same kind of you know, structure and mindset that tells us you can't complain and instead be... Real, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and be proud that you did that. But that is not really how this life is supposed to work. <clears throat> I see people constantly proud of their work ethic. Now, I'm not saying there's something wrong with being proud of the work ethic, but I'm telling you that your idea of work ethic has been conditioned to the point that what you're proud of is actually exploitation. 
Now, this is not a new idea that we need to gain awareness of, but I do think it's important that we all talk about it as much as we can because we really all are being exploited for the gain of the upper level people who are trying to keep the power away from us in the first place. And we're left rallying together, trying to support small businesses with what little we do have in the grand scheme of things. I mean, when you think about the billion rice versus million rice, in the grand scheme of things, like, the billionaires could give everyone a million dollars and all this could go away. But money's made up energy. It's an energy, yes. It's a made-up construct that we use to describe energy here on this planet. But because of all of the things that are around it, it's not a free-flow energy like we think that it is, like we would like to believe that it is. That's not how it's working right now because of all of the things that are imposed upon that specific energies. And so I really believe that what we need to start focusing on and really hone in on noticing when it comes to this particular issue we really need to hone in and truly focus on how these systems and ideas maybe aren't serving us We don't have to keep doing it in the ways that we've been doing it because what we know now is all of this new information that we can utilize to inform our new path going forward and all of that new information, nearly all of that new information, points to the fact that what we've been doing, how we've been doing it, is kind of not the best way. Not kind of, it's not. It's not the best way. And truly, the people in power don't really care about shifting to a best way. They really care about keeping the power. They don't care about your health. They don't care about your wellness. They don't care about any of those things. What they care about is their profits and turning your problems into their profits, as I've mentioned before over and over and over. And so we have to start noticing I'm proud, if you're proud that you worked 60 hours and then took the only time that you had to rest to clean your home, get all your laundry done, get the stuff planned for the week, and you think that this is your best life, you think that you were on it and this is your best life, I want to tell you there's so much more for you. There is so much more for you. When you just recognize that maybe all of these systems and structures that you've allowed to be in your life to dictate some of the things that you think you need or want may be not serving you. And we all need to take a look at this. We all need to recognize that the hustle we are so proud of, the business mindset, the growth mindset sometimes, sometimes, it gets to a place where it doesn't serve us. There's there's a dark side to everything. No extreme is healthy, folks. And because of that, because of that, we have to start taking a really hard look at what the true problem is. Is it to blame the people who can't, I'm air quoting here, pull themselves up by their bootstraps because of the oppression that they face? Or is it, maybe it's taking a look at and really not shifting blame or responsibility, just really taking a look at the fact that the systems that are in place might be the problem. 
that the systems that we currently have, that we're currently working through, that have been conditioned into us may not be the way. And maybe, maybe mass deconditioning is like this pipe dream for someone like me, but I believe we can do it, folks. I believe we can do it. And I think it really just starts with us starting to ask ourselves the questions and notice eight hours a day, eight hours of the waking day. How many hours are you awake in a day? What percentage of that are you working to make money to afford the things that they tell you make you successful? Do we, even if you're one of the people like me who only works about three hours a day, if you can help it, that's still a lot of working to make money because we have a lot of other work to do to survive, like preparing food and washing our dishes and the things that come up with preparing food, going to the bathroom, feeding and watering ourselves and our plants and our children and all of these things are work that re that is required to survive. I'll tell you, when we moved into the year, there was nothing more stark than the realization of, oh, the work <laughs> that it takes to survive is also part of the work that we're meant to do during our waking hours. And what is being expected of us is so much work that we aren't able to take care of ourselves. We aren't able to deactivate ourselves. We aren't able to connect to our connectedness. And again, as I've said a thousand times over, and also, um, again, capitalism depends on that. And honestly, capitalism is kind of the, the, the fuel to the fire that is burning us alive because we're working ourselves to death. For what? Four dollars to exchange for something else. Now, I don't think mm, I don't think money itself is evil. I I think a lot of people have this idea that money is neutral. And again, there's too much trauma that hasn't been released around the idea of money and the concept and construct of money. Even though it does represent an energy, it still is not a neutral energy just yet. Not for most people. Sure, for folks who appear white and hetero, yes. But for other folks, it's not really that way. And we have not really been acknowledging that um, the gap there. The uh, and, and honestly, we really need to. We really need to be doing that. Maybe that's another whole thing we need to gain awareness of. Again, folks, I say this all the time. It's all interconnected and this is just another piece of it because we think that we have to put all of this time and effort into working to get money because of the system and structure that has been set up, because we have to have money to pay the rent, because we have to have money to pay the mortgage and the power and the internet and the, all of the other things that we, car insurance and st all of the car. We need the car to get to the job that pays us to pay for the car, right? So, and all of these things, we ha even in 
we have to recognize. We have to recognize that we've been conditioned to think that working hard in exchange for money, exchanging our time for a dollar and equating our worth essentially to that in a lot of cases, unless you've worked through that conditioning, that has not served us as a whole. Overall, at all, it hasn't served us as a whole. There are different ways. There are better ways that we can work together as a community to build ourselves the structures that we need and work together without this monetary exchange. Because the reason that we need the monetary exchange is because we've been told we need the money and the people who've told us that we need the money are the ones that are literally hoarding the money. <laughs> and because of this, we, we have to start recognizing it's actually these systems. It is not okay for us to be proud that we worked ourselves to death proud that we had to go out and spend seven, 60 and 70 hours in a week away from our children and our families. Proud that we can afford to send our child to a daycare. Proud that we have all of this money and these good jobs. Because that's what we've been told is what we should be doing in order to be proud. In order to have pride, you have to have these things. And one of those is like this good job. And and, and a nice home and all of these conditioned ideas keep us feeling like we need to be suffering, that we need to be working hard all the time toward the goal with the prize in the mind. And I'm not saying we need to stop working all together. Yes, we need to work toward goals, but we need to work toward different goals, more community-driven goals, goals that aren't about profit margins, goals that aren't about products and delivering the next best thing, but instead goals that are about us all taking care of us all. And that is really what we need to gain awareness of through the lens of all of these different systems and structures because we have to start understanding we as a collective must move in a different direction. We control them. Every time we shift our direction, they shift theirs. Do you, when I was growing up, there was no almond milk to be found. I know this because I grew up in a lactose intolerant household when I was very young and with my great grandmother. And so we were not usually there with milk. We were there trying to get lactate, but there was th that was a struggle. And now there's just as many almond milk choices ca with cashew milk and with almond and coconut blend and all these oat milk, hemp milk, all these different types of milk. Why did that happen? Because we shifted. Now, there is some evidence to suggest that sometimes brands will sort of shift us 
because they'll see a new idea and they'll start trending and start putting gluten-free or on everything. Uh, you know, when I was younger, it was zero trans fat, right? That was when everything started having zero trans fat or the words fat-free on it. Like, that's how they got fat-free on Tootsie Rolls, right? And, like, uh, y'all, <laughs> because... These things, there is some evidence to suggest that maybe the brands help that shift along. But the truth of the matter is, whatever it is that the demand is, they're going to shift their structures to. So if we as a society start demanding different things from these corporations, we start demanding 20-hour work weeks for 40-hour dollar for 40-hour pay because they're kind of just making money any like literally just printing the money or borrowing it from someone who printed it. It's kind of the, the it's like that Drew Carey show. It's all made up and the points don't matter. Speaking of points, credit points don't matter. That's another system that we... I can't talk about 20 things in one podcast episode. I have to, like, try to rein it in. But sometimes that's so hard when you're, like, channeling because then you have to, like... And I don't like censoring. And it feels like censoring what I'm channeling, and I, I don't do that. And so I have to just, like... Wait till I come back to center here. Yes. We need to recognize that the struggle is not real. The struggle was created by the people who wanted us to feel like we're struggling. The struggle is not real. There's a world outside of all of this struggle. There's a world outside of 40-hour work weeks. There's a world outside of barely making it, barely being able to afford all the things you want and getting a couple of vacations a year. There is a world outside of that, and it doesn't exist to just the people on the internet or just the people willing to take the risk or just the people with an entrepreneur mindset. It is your birthright to have all of that. And your birthright has been taken away from you by all of these systems and structures. It was that you were born onto a planet that could sustain you. If we had used these resources in appropriate ways, we would be facing a very different planet and humanity today. And we have the power to shift it the other way. We are not in a lost cause situation. We can shift it the other way, but only by starting to ask ourselves these questions, starting to gain awareness, and starting to create new collective demands for the people who are trying to take our power away. They will either meet our demands or lose their power, and they know that. And that's why we can take this control that we need to have. And we're going to get there. There's no question about it. That's already decided. That path is already there. We're going to get there. It's just about whether or not you're coming along for the ride, whether or not you are going to be in the group that is gaining that awareness or in the group that continues to lose awareness of yourself and your actual needs and your actual wants and who you are into the abyss of the things that they tell you that you are and should be and the things that you need and the things that you want and the things that make you successful they are controlling all of that by programming these ideas into you they start early in school I remember when I was in high school and I'm not you know it wasn't that long ago but it certainly wasn't 
uh, you know, it was a couple decades ago. We'll say that. It certainly wasn't like, you know, yesteryear. It was, what is, how long is a yesteryear? When I was in high school, there was like this big assembly meeting and then little like, we'd call them breakout rooms now on Zoom. <laughs> 2020 but little different groups where you broke up into the groups and you had to decide your trajectory where you're going to be college prep or college tech prep or career prep and I remember sort of being conditioned not only was I conditioned because of all of the people working 40 hour work weeks around me but I was also conditioned because of the things that I was told and taught in school about how I had to go what path would want is the one that would make me the successful person that I needed to be but to them success to them success was not the same kind of success that I'm talking about with birthright it was the kind of success that fuels someone else's success and birthright success is about our own survival it's about our own success it's about our own personal survival and success but the thing that's different the thing that's different is that when you are connected in to our oneness, to our connectedness, when you are no longer connected in to the systems and structures and oppressions that have been put upon you, but instead you're connected to something else, something bigger, the thing that gives you that birthright success. When you're connected to that, you realize that your personal success and your personal survival is also about tribal success and tribal survival because of our interconnectedness. And so maybe, maybe we could just shift. And I, you know, I don't usually, I'm not a solution. I am a solutions person. I just, you, um, I don't typically channel or talk about solutions, I guess. Maybe I do. I often don't even know what I'm saying in these podcasts because I'm just channeling messages. Like once they start to come in, I don't know what I'm saying. Like I just was getting a download and don't, I don't remember what I was saying. And now I'm trying to get back to what I think I was saying. (laughs) Um, All of you people who are channels, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. When you connect in, sometimes you don't understand or hear what you're saying. Uh, Sometimes you don't even understand the language. Well, you do, you understand it, but you don't know why you understand it because you never spoke that language before. And that's because we're all connected and we're, again, we're all intertwined. And so maybe if we could shift to this more communal survival perspective, not one that is based on profits and taxes and all of those things. You know, we have this idea that that's how you have to do it, that that's how the country has to be. But what if we all just put our skills together and didn't charge anyone for anything and just made sure that everyone had everything with all of the skills that we have? And what if we could just pass down those skills and teach each other like like our ancestors did thousands of years ago without the need to exchange that money? What would that look like? What could the new paradigm look like? What would it be like if we didn't have to worry about 40-hour work weeks, if we didn't have to worry about all of the structures that we have to worry about that keep us focused on fulfilling those structures, upholding the status quo, and keeping us where we are? What if where you are is just a resting place? What if where you are 
is just a place that you'll be so that you can gain the awareness to get to where you're going. What if all we have to do is shift our collective consciousness, our collective energy to one focused on our connectedness, one focused on showing compassion and love to all other humans, one not focused on profit? What if we focused our efforts on providing housing for everyone and dismantling a landlord system? What if we focused our efforts and concentrated our efforts onto providing electricity for everyone without the costs of electricity, maybe then we would be a true first world country. Because right now, we're just a third world country shrouded in a cloak of hope, shrouded in a cloak of deception. And I truly believe, I truly believe this is not just an American problem. It's, it's a problem everywhere. I have Canadian friends. I have Australian friends. I have friends in the Netherlands. I have friends in New Zealand. I have friends all and clients all over the world. And I know that this is the same thing everywhere. And that's because we aren't truly getting to where we need to be. We aren't truly seeing our connectedness and seeing what kind of society we could create if we didn't focus on going to work to make money, but instead we focused on creating a community and a society that we were all proud of. I would be interested in working 40, investing 40 hours a week into something like that, but I'm not interested in investing 40 hours a week into someone else's profit. And so you see, it's about a shift in our mindset, a shift that starts with the awareness that comes from asking yourself these questions, from understanding that you are not meant to do this hamster wheel type of life that they've told you is safe and secure, that they've told you is successful. That's not us. That's not what we're here for. That's not what we're meant for. So come along with me. Come join me as we continue to gain awareness of the things that aren't serving us so that we can come together collectively and, and change the paradigm to one that serves our communities, to the one that serves our stricken and wounded, and a community that is truly built on compassion and love, the compassion and love that lives innately in all of us. Thank you for being here on another episode of the Pursuit of Awareness podcast. Thank you for sitting with me as I channel the messages that the universe is giving me to send out in this time right now. We're ushering in a new era. We're starting a revolution. And this is part of my contribution this podcast is designed to give you awareness of things you might not otherwise have thought about in these particular ways. You'll get channeled messages, me telling stories about my experiences that led me to these ideas, and other people sharing experiences about their lives that will help you gain the awareness that you need to be part of this collective shift in our consciousness, one that's going to take us to the places that we as humanity have always wanted to go and knew that we deserved to be in. 
please. I don't. What do you do to a podcast? Do you like? Do you subscribe? Do you download? Leave a review? Share it. Share it. Share it with your friends or anyone that you think needs to hear this message. Share it with anyone you know who's proud of how much time they spend away from their families trying to make a dollar. Send it to anyone that you believe will have an open mind when they hear it. And join us, shifting their mindset so that then we can demand new things from the leaders of the future. I'm Izzy Constant. I'll talk at you next week.